VHS files contain spoilers, adult content, and harsh language. Listener discretion is advised. It's showtime. Welcome to the VHS Files Podcast with Jenny Lou. So what do you want to do tonight? Jason. What about pizza and movie night? Eric. I want to rent a movie. And Josh. I want to go to a good video store so I can get a good movie. And this is the movie of the week. Let's get this pizza movie night started. Hello, welcome back to the VHS Files, where nobody puts Ginny in a corner. How's everybody doing tonight? Doing great. Doing great. It's flooding right. over here in Texas, dude. I need a pontoon. Somebody come rescue me. Somebody grab Marty McFly's uh, life preserver and come help me. <laughs> dude, it's, it's horrible over here, man. All right. Well, one big thing happened this week. Uh, movie theaters opened back up and people were going to the movies. It's It's... It's happening, people. Life's starting to go back to some sort of normalcy. It's pretty exciting, uh, although the theater here has been open for quite some time. <laughs> <laughs> you damn Floridians. Florida. Yeah, you know. Stay uh, your ass I, at home. <laughs> the theaters here have probably been open, but we have not made any sort of effort to try and go to a movie in the last year. So don't even know what, the, what was going on here in Georgia. But now we're starting to get that itch because... We were talking about... I well, think, movies are coming out Yeah, I mean, like Black the Widow will be yeah. out like, at the end of the month. Yeah. With a regularity. You, you're all vaxxed up, ready yep. to go. What the hell yeah. Black Widow doesn't your come life. Out. Black Widow comes out in July, doesn't it? Comes out at the end of the month, like Memorial Weekend. I, I think, think it got something. moved to July. Well, then I'm stupid. I don't know. I think it See, did. That's how, that's how out of touch I am. Yeah. This is great radio. <laughs> <laughs> I think it got moved. Everything gets moved. If you make plans to go see something, Hollywood goes, fuck you. We're going to move it another two weeks. Oh, wait, we're going to move it in two months. Numerous times. <laughs> that right. Movie's... Which one? Black Widow. Oh, Black Widow has. It's been moved like, I don't know how many times at this point. Shoot, Venom 2. Morbius is now next year, maybe. I'm <laughs> really hoping they keep Dune on HBO Max when it premieres because I kind of would like to see that. But I yeah. feel like that would be a great one to go to the theater to see, though. I mean, Denis Villeneuve, like, yeah, you just want to see his stuff in the theater Man. as much as you can, I guess. I mean, well, hell, my favorite movie of his we didn't see in the theater, so I guess that's not completely true. But what is that? Enemy. Oh, with Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. If you have not seen that movie, it is a mind fuck, but it is. Amazing. Yeah, that's a good one. Interesting. All right, well, we're going to go ahead and kick it into the... The Movie of the Week. The heat is in the music. The music sets you dancing. The dancing sets her free. Best Wrong Pictures presents Dirty Dancing. She thought it would be just another summer vacation. Who's that? Oh, them. They're the dance people. But it turns out to be the time of her life. What's me now? I can't even do the merengue. He teaches her what she can do.
sure who you are, but I don't want you to have anything to do with those people again. Baby, I don't see you running up to Daddy telling him I'm your guy. Well, with my father, it's complicated. I will tell him I... I don't believe you, baby. She shows him all he can be. You gotta stop it now. I know what I'm doing, Penny. I'm scared of everything. Most of all, I'm scared of walking out of this room and never feeling the rest of my whole life the way I feel when I'm with you. What they learn from each other feels too good to be wrong. And this week, we spun the wheel of movies and came up with Dirty Dancing. Dirty Dancing. (laughs) I have the VHS tape in my hand. Jenny is happy. I am happy. Jason and Eric are probably not very happy, but let's talk about it for a second. Dude, I'm okay, (laughs) dude. It's not a bad movie, man. It's not. This is one of those movies that I was very anxious to talk about on the show because it has this, you know, especially with... Men, it's one of those like oh, I don't want to watch Dirty Dancing, and and like this is a good fucking movie. This is okay. not a chick flick. So okay, I got one before we get into this for our, our listeners out there. All right, I've known Josh for a long time, and I met this guy. He had actually long blonde curly hair, covered in tattoos, was a burly motherfucker, and I got to know him. And one of the first movies he told me that he loved was Dirty Dancing. My eyes got the biggest saucers, and this is a guy who loves horror movies and action movies, and he says, but I really love Dirty Dancing. You know why, though? <laughs> Do you know why? why? It's all the grinding. It's the grinding. Yeah. It's, it's the, the grinding. This dirty man loves, dancing. This man loves a dry grind. <laughs> whoa. Whoa. I don't need to know about your and Josh's exploits back in a good old Florida for you move. Not with me. Not oh, oh you can sorry. find me not... on you can find me on Grinder at Browning Bear eighty nine. <laughs> oh, <Lord. laughs> oh God. Just Josh and you. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll talk about it, all the stuff about this movie, but let's talk about the actual production a little bit. Directed by Emil Ordolino. I hope I'm saying that right. This is going to be another episode of me mispronouncing <laughs> people's names. Um, previous work, nothing super notable, but he did go on to do Jason's favorite sequel, Three Men and a Little Lady, and Eric's favorite movie about nuns, Sister Act. That is my favorite movie about nuns. <laughs> oh, I thought it was The Nun. <laughs> I have not seen that, actually. I, I, I have. It's I, I have. It's not a bad, it's not a bad it's nun what movie. It's what you think it is. But Dirty Dancing was released uh, August 12th in the United States. It was released, I believe, in July overseas, 1987. There's that uh, year again. Mm. $5 million budget from Vestron Video, I believe. Um, This was an independent movie at the time. But with a $5 million budget, did anybody besides Jason do their homework? I... I'm, I can guess close. He's Googling it, it right now. I forgot. I, I'm not Googling it right now. <laughs> I saw the worldwide worldwide gross was like 212, something like that. The number I have is 214.6 okay. million. Yeah. That's a hell of a success, huh? That, yeah, I'd have to say so. I mean, holy and shit. If you were a kid in the 80s, if you were a young adult in the 80s, you know why uh, this movie left quite an impression on a whole lot of people in that generation and has moved on past that one at this point, I think I would say. 
Um, we've covered 1987 quite a bit on this show. This was also released amongst the likes of a whole bunch of movies we've talked about already. Lost Boys, La Bamba, RoboCop, etc. So, Eric, let's see if you can scrounge up anything else from 1987. We're sending you back in time. Whoa, this is heavy. Well, Josh, the Beatles released their music on CD for the first time in 1987. My dad has every Beatles album except for one. Honestly, I think he needs help. Oh, 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 think about oh, that one. Okay. Uh, Vincent Van Gogh's Sunflower sells for uh, $22.5 million. This sale uh, was made a record by tripling the record prior for, for an auction painting. Uh, you guys know why auctioneers say going once, going twice? No, Eric. Tell us. Well, I'll tell you. It's just their morbid curiosity. <laughs> Jeez. You know? You're going to have to do better than that, buddy. You better have another one. You better close this out Come on. with a good one. Yeah, good one. The, that wasn't my best. Uh, <laughs> Michael Jackson attempts to buy the remains of the Elephant Man. He's. Uh, oh, I remember that from when I was a kid. Yeah. I remember that. Uh, interestingly, uh, I read that Michael Jackson's favorite lunch is uh, a grilled cheese. <laughs> I don't think the Michael Jackson ones will ever get old, so there you go. You can finish. You're good. I forgive you. Kind of a double dip. Kind of a, a double dip. A little bit, yeah. Uh, but it's still funny to me. I don't uh, remember the bad he, Michael Jackson jokes that yeah. we should not say on here. No, we should not. <laughs> no, I'm not going there. Uh, the SN1987A Supernova became the first supernova observable by the naked eye since 1604 when the light from the exploding star 168,000 light years away finally reached earth uh, for listeners that don't know a light year is the same as a regular year just uh, with less calories you had to go and mess it up dude <laughs> dude he just totally <laughs> fewer calories would be probably grammatically more uh, correct. And and then finally, uh, since we have a romantic movie this week, let's listen to a love song from 1987. Jason is gritting his teeth right now. Not a Cure fan? I hate the cure. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I did not get into the cure until my 20s, I think. And I'm still not the hugest fan, but I will listen to the cure when time allows. I guess I'm kind of the same, Josh. I got into them late. I'm sorry, Kate. I know our friend Kate, who listens on the regular, loves the cure. Saw them last year, year before. She was very excited about it. Just never been a fan of his voice his, he's right up there with rem to me but i don't know michael stipe i don't know just not your thing not my thing if they're not yelling and screaming about shotguns and and metal stuff jason doesn't care no hey dude i love me some gunship we were just talking about this before the episode started dude well it's let me ask you guys we jason, don't need to argue about it what do you think about the music and dirty dancing the movie we're talking about tonight we'll go ahead and start with you kick us off when was your first viewing and what did you think of this movie uh, I didn't go to the theater. It was definitely a rental. My mom loved 
and still loves this freaking movie. That's why I've seen it so many damn times. As I think probably yeah, all, all of our us. moms did. Yeah. But along with that came the nice record that got spun pretty much every Sunday when we were cleaning the house. And we listened to it from beginning to end. So, but, oh, I love the soundtrack. And of course, as you get older and you find these things in life like love and being smitten with someone that you want to just listen to these songs because <laughs> but you know the real kicker of all these years of listening to this and uh i had this conversation with my mom a few like months ago uh because the uh the one song uh she's like the wind uh-huh. my mom did not know patrick swayze sang that song he damn sure did and most a lot of people did not and I was like, he freaking rock, and he's great, dude. He had a great voice, and he could dance too. Obviously, we're gonna talk about yeah. that. But uh, no, I, I liked the movie as a kid. It's not like you and Jenny's love for it, but it's a, uh, it was still a fun watch. And of it's course, not a competition. Yeah, I don't mind. <laughs> I don't mind curling up with my lady and watching it or whatever. It's it's a good movie to watch. Well, I, I'm anxious to get. I mean, I'm gonna hold off on Jenny till last because I'm sure. This is probably one you're going to hear Jenny talk a lot in this episode. Uh, so I want to go to Eric, who had never seen this movie all the way through, correct? That is correct. I'll explain why now. Okay. Uh, right now? Right now. Well, now? Coming out again. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so when I was a young boy, this movie came out, right? I was uh, five, I guess. When I was a young girl, it came out. Uh, okay. That was before you transition. Yep. That's fine. We support you. Uh, so my cousin, who was a teenager, she was older, uh-huh. and she was obsessed with this movie. And she played, she probably had the single of the time <laughs> of my life, uh, which she played all the time. Over and, I, and over. And yes. Over. And I got to the point where I just, I hated the song. And I just, I just projected that all over the film, and I just never watched the movie because. Mm-hmm. And then I got to be older, and it's like, oh, I never watched that, you know, and right. never got back around to it. I, of course, over the years, have seen many clips and many pieces of it, and things. It's been on TV and stuff like that. I've seen parts of it, um, but this was my first sit down, start to finish watch. So, did uh, just a real quick question about it? Did you have? Any idea of the concept of the movie, other than the fact that it was a musical, dancey, girly sort of movie? Like, did you know about any of the the subtext or anything that's going on within this movie, or was this something you discovered on this watch? Honestly, not really. I mean, I my my only real understanding of it was was that I I knew that he was teaching her to dance, mm-hmm. and and I and I was under the impression that the style of dancing they were doing was not was frowned upon, you know, right. by her parents and et cetera, and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't know it was at one of these lodges in the Catskills. I didn't know about all the abortion stuff. Right. Like that, that came out of no, like, I did not see that. <laughs> wow. Like, whoa, what? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, there's a lot that I didn't know about it. It's, it's kind of crazy going back, you know, just, I think we all have movies like that in our, Mm-hmm. You know, in our watching history, there's just something that slipped through the cracks, and this was one of them for me. Well, I'm sure Jenny and I will probably have a lot of the same things to say. Um, this is very relative to Jason's story. Saw it. My mom was a single mom until I was around nine or ten years old, and 
anything mom was watching, I was watching. Therefore, I have a nostalgia for it. There are some things she watched that didn't really rub off on me, and I, I can't really even, th even think of them at this point. But the things I think that did were were really good things, and I, I consider Dirty Dancing to be one of them, even though at the time I had no idea what was going on in this movie. I just, I was always drawn to movies about entertaining people or entertainment or like dancing. Like I, I always loved performing arts stuff. And I think that's why musicals and movies that are based around music numbers and stuff like that really kind of resonate with me. It's just because I'm all about performance art. Like that's what entertains me and that's what I love to see. And that's what I love to do is watch and listen. And so this kind of fit right into that. And yeah, like, the story was always second, second hand when it came to this movie. I just loved watching them dancing and all of that stuff on screen. Um, so, Jenny, take it away. Take it away, Jenny. Um, for me, it, we did watch this as a family. Uh, didn't see it in the theater, but on video multiple, multiple times. But I would say for me, my dad was the instigator of wanting to watch this movie because of the music the music and also my dad uh wanted to be a good dancer like patrick swayze okay uh but yes the music this is the kind of music that was listened to in my house so over the last 20 some odd years um i can safely say that i don't ever want to see your dad dance like patrick swayze and <laughs> i'll just leave it there yeah, yeah. Um, I second that. <laughs> that's fine. Um, but my mom liked it too. I asked her the other day, how did you let me watch this movie? Mm -hmm. I said, you know, even after I was older and watched it, had the abortion revelation that I never realized was in the movie before, mm -hmm. but even watching it this time, like, this movie is sex on a stick. Like, <laughs> yeah. how? I mean, because I was oblivious, and she yeah. basically said you had no idea what was going on. So, well, they they kind of dance, for lack of a better term, they kind of dance around the uh, <laughs> the abortion stuff. They kind of speak in a little bit of code. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, they don't ever come outright and say things, except for that one insane line, which we'll get to, but. The descriptor, the the yeah. dirty knife line. Yeah. <laughs> it's like whoa. I don't, whoa. Think, I don't think the term abortion is ever used in the movie. I don't believe I don't it think. ever is. No. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, I remember vividly these scenes as a kid and watching them and being like, yeah, like that line about the dirty knife and a folding table. table? I was like, what yeah. the? F what do you yeah. mean? What's it, mom? Dirty mom, ah. what is he talking about? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like, mom, what's wrong with her? She's she, like, that she could have been your future. She's sick, you know? Yeah, That's my all mom you would think. tell me she was sick. Yeah. yeah. She yep. had a tummy ache. Right. <laughs> well, just give her some 7-Up and she'll be fine. Did she make out any saltines in chicken noodle soup? <laughs> that ain't going to help. <laughs> but, you know, this um, this movie is one that has stayed with me all these years, including on our wedding night. Mm-hmm. This was the last song yep. that played Aww. at the reception was Have the Time of My Life. That's Which, cute. you know, if we're being honest, is kind of cliche. 
but I don't care. I don't care either. Like, <laughs> I just wanted to spin around in my wedding dress to this you know song. What? Hey, I like it now. I like that song hey. now. I was there, witnessed it. They rocked it, people. <laughs> it was great. But what she's not telling you is when they introduced us as a couple for the very first time. That song's not in this movie. I don't so care. It's awesome. They they introduced us to Welcome to the Jungle. Guns N' Roses. As soon as it kicks in, we came out. That was her gift to me for our wedding was you get to have our intro music be Welcome to the Jungle. Absolutely. It was enough to make me happy, though. I was happy to have it, so... It's important to note that Welcome to Jungle came out in 1987 as well. Bam! <laughs> it is very important to note. <laughs> now, I, I'd like to know what it is about this movie that makes it still seem... Relevant. Relevant <laughs> these days. I think the fact that it is a period piece really helps it. Um, hey, I didn't know it was a period piece. That's another thing I didn't know about this movie. You thought it, was, it took place in the 80s? Yeah, I mean... Uh-huh. I guess he kind of looks like a greaser with the jacket and all that kind of stuff, yeah. but I don't know. I, it never, it never. It's set to me in uh, 1963, isn't it? Yeah. 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 That's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. They, they break that down at the very beginning for you. Uh, one, like Jenny has already brought this up, but I also wrote this down in my notes. Like there's a lot of ways I've viewed this movie over the years, watching it as a kid, growing into an adult, watching it. But this time, and especially when you're watching it for a podcast and you're wanting to have, make sure you have things to comment about this movie is absolutely like a, a allegory for a sexual awakening. Oh, yeah. Like no question whatsoever, but like, and it, it does it in a very intriguing way for me. Like I like it's the fact of a girl who's, growing up like this is the first time i've watched this movie and really saw baby as kind of a, a a young teenager or you know young adult becoming an adult like seeing it so young and knowing what's going to happen watching it over and over throughout the years like you just kind of accept what it is but really watching it and kind of this is the first time i've really seen it that way and you can actually see physically see her transformation throughout this movie oh right she's very uh, childlike i guess in the beginning right with her clothes and stuff like that she kind of mm -hmm. changes her look as as it goes on i mean it it's we always talk about how everyone's 30 in 80s movies but swayze was 34 in this playing a 24 year old mm -hmm. and she was actually 36 no yeah, it says she was twenty. Gray was cast to play the fresh out of high school character. She was actually two years older than Johnny. Oh, twenty six. Uh, yeah. so, older than Johnny. <laughs> Not older than Patrick. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> Delete that. Delete it. No. And what's funny Thank about you. that? Because you know we always talk about these guys playing uh, younger people. I read a, a tidbit about that because Patrick Swayze was trying to play a guy in his twenties. That majority of the movie, he wears a girdle because he was not happy with his body what it looked like in clothes he has his shirtless scenes but if you can look at it he's sucking it in a lot but they said that he was you know trying to play a younger guy he needed that physique he did not have that physique which he later in other movies that we see he became mr action hero guy so he had the physique but uh, i thought that was kind of funny i was like now through the movie i'm watching it i was like does it look he's wearing a girdle under that shirt i can't tell I think the fashion of the time helped him out a little there because everybody's wearing the high-waisted, like, high-waisted mm -hmm. pants and mm -hmm. all of that. Yeah, that ballroom dancing look. Yeah. 
that he yeah. has kind of cumberbine. Yeah. yeah, that helps. So Hide I, his huge beer gut. <laughs> That's what it was. It took me Budweisers uh, that winter that they were filming. Damn it! Definitely wasn't the six pack abs he had in Roadhouse a few Boom years house. later. <laughs> Can we do that movie so, next? <laughs> I'm sure it'll pop up on our show at some point in time, but uh, not right now. Look at Jenny's face. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen Roadhouse several times, thank you. I don't think she holds that movie in as high a regards as Dirty Dancing. No. Man, I thought they were about even. <laughs> <laughs> I like that when you first meet Johnny, you get that whole conversation where he's talking with the busboys about playing up and getting their tips and all that stuff, but you automatically get from Kellerman that... Uh, Johnny's got a reputation and he's this bad boy and I kind of like his introduction to where he comes in through there and he's just like he says whatever comment like he's just like he's better than everybody else that he's talking to but I like that Kellerman kind of lays that out for us and he tells us you know you're a you need to keep your hands off this this year or whatever so obviously he's been around with these ladies and that's no secret to anybody He's yeah, u- usually, usually older, mm-hmm. rich women. Yeah. Hey, but, but I I remember watching this as a kid and seeing Patrick Swayze, and I was like, that dude is a badass. Like, even with the dancing and, and, and all of that stuff, like, I don't know. Like, he, he seems to be the perfect fit for this character. I don't know if Billy Zane would have pulled off that <laughs> character as well. Which was originally they were going after Billy Zane for that role. Oh no! Yeah. And well, it was. Yeah, I guess it was supposed to be an Italian character. Yeah. Uh, and then Baby was supposed to be Sarah Jessica Parker or Sharon Stone. Sarah Jessica Parker could have worked. I think that. she could have pulled it off. I think she could have done maybe even better. Who knows? Maybe. Mm, oh, is that a little insight into later, Eric? <laughs> Maybe. But no, I mean, I, let's talk about our intro to all of our characters here. Like, I, I like Baby. Uh, they give us a really good, you know, we're on our, on her side from the get-go. Um, I like her parents. You got Jerry Orbach. Orbach. Someone who's part of one of your favorite TV shows, Kelly Bishop. Mm-hmm. Looking like a snack in this movie. Yeah. Just, whoo. <laughs> that well, scene at the end where she's dancing with Neil. Yeah. Dude, she Miss, looks Miss great. Look, she's good. She's pretty hot. <laughs> well, also Jerry Orbach, like, let's not skip over the fact that he's like OG Law and Order. So yeah. don't, you know, also one of my all-time favorites. Oh, dude, he was awesome in TV Law and Order. Many episodes watched of him. Loved him. Yeah, and I guess I, I mean, I didn't really know this, but these, these, Lodges and stuff, and like the cat skills were very popular at that time. Uh, and they they were very uh, popular with the Jewish American uh people who would mm-hmm. go on trips. And they, they actually called the network of resorts the Borscht Belt. Hmm. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of interesting, yeah. Um, but we have what I assume is a Jewish family here, right? Not sure. Yeah, I I think so. I think that's what they were uh, kind of portrayed as. I mean, yeah. the Hausman doesn't sound like a Jewish name, but I get it. I kind of get that feeling. Yeah. Uh, but it, yeah, I mean, the lodge is a, certainly an interesting location. To, to yeah, the idea the of spending a summer or like a, a a long period of time like that somewhere for the summer, 
it's something I always saw people doing in movies, but throughout my life have never like, we're going to go spend the summer somewhere. Like that was definitely something that was like, these <laughs> people have are rich. Money. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> well, yeah. that's another big theme in this movie, right? Is, right. is money. class, you know, yep. class differences and, and that kind of stuff. And it's kind of one of the things I don't like about the movie. Not the, not the concept of it, but just maybe the execution. I think it's just a little too, clunky with some of the some of the some of the like speeches that Johnny gives and things like that about mm. how he's so mistreated as a you know working class person and right it definitely illustrates the difference when they're when they're at this place you've got the workers yeah. and the, the the people who are staying there you know right call them, the guests yeah. mm-hmm. and you even have different classes of staff Right. You have the entertainers right. sure. who were yeah. like uh, Penny and Johnny and then uh, Billy and all those guys. And then you get up to Robbie and Neil and that. Extra well, you've got all the waiter. yeah, you've got all the 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 Ivy League guys that are working there for the summer. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's like uh, it's like uh, Saved by the Bell the summer. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it is. Say about a Bell summer vacation, whatever they all oh, that, right. I always thought that was the coolest season or whatever they did there because it was like, oh, these kids I've been watching in school are growing up and yeah, <laughs> and Leah Remini in there. Yeah, yeah, this first time I'd ever good. seen her, and I remember thinking she was pretty cute. Oh yeah, back on Saved by the Bell days, but it was it was also weird because he had a thing for her, and it was like, no, Zach and Kelly, like, what's going on here? <laughs> Something's wrong with this. But all right, let me ask you about that. We meet all of the people. We get to the resort, and you, uh, you, you think Mr. Kellerman? He's a, you know, he's. I guess they're the owner of the Kellerman Resort. Is that what it's called, or something yeah. like that? Yeah, well, I don't know what the resort's it's name called is. Something but, else, yeah, it's but, called yeah. Kellerman. Yeah, it's Kellerman. Kellerman's. Well, yeah, K's called... everywhere. Yeah, and uh, and hence the song at the yes. end. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and you know that. We... Those K's look like the Kellogg's K. <laughs> I just want to point that out. The K's like on the drum, like the band and everything. Looks like the Kellogg's K. Moving on. But we get to where they meet them and we see Penny and Johnny. They're doing their little dance, the whatever we're at that. But I, the part kind of hurt me because you think Kellerman's this guy. He's running this nice resort. Is when Babies walks up and she sees and hears him talking to the waiters. Yeah. Remember, you're here for their daughters. You do this. You do blah, blah, blah. And he, says, and he goes, even the dogs. And I was like, yeah. I instantly hate you. Okay, well, uh, since we're talking about all these people, I want to talk about Neil, Mr. Dicknose. Oh, um, yeah. Mr. I Kellerman's hate this grandson? kid. Oh, yeah. This kid's a piece of cr- garbage. He's like, not great. And it's funny watching it over the years, and, like, you really think that he's this sophisticated young man and all of that. Watching it this time, I was like, fuck this kid. Yeah. Like, he is so pretentious, and, oh, mm-hmm. like, I just, every scene he's in, I just want to, like, kick him. He, mm-mm. I don't like the kid. But baby knows it right away. Yeah. Oh, she she knows. Sees right through his bullshit. What kind of guy he is. Well, we, She's not falling we, for it like her sister falls for For Robbie, Robbie. yeah. Yeah. Right. Which, I mean, we, we learn before all this that baby wants to go into the uh, Peace Corps. Peace Corps. And help like, she wants to help the world, but she's naive yes. at this yeah. point. And she learns a lot in this three-week vacation because mm-hmm. there is a lot of drama in this three-week vacation. My God. Right. A lot, a lot goes, goes on in three weeks here. I, 
I want to touch on something later, but there's there's a couple of storylines that go on within this movie that I'm like, did we really need that? Like, we could have cut that out of this movie, but we'll, well get the, to that The later. guy, Kellerman, says, three weeks here, it'll feel like a year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they even, they even call it out. They're like, yeah, a lot, a lot happens very quickly in this place. <laughs> but I like that Baby is... Uh, She's trustworthy to her parents, so therefore she can just go roam around this resort and kind of do as she pleases. Like, they know they can trust her and all of that. So, And that's how we end up seeing her meet the staff of this place. Uh, one of the most notable things about this movie is some of the quotes that are within it. We're going to get to a lot of those later. Um, but there's a specific thing that happens when she meets... What is Johnny's cousin's name? I didn't Billy. write it down. Billy. I think it's Billy. Um, when she meets up with Billy and he agrees to take her to the staff. lowly employees the get staff to go hangs out. Hang well, out. Well, the lower level staff, not the waiter staff. Right. The other staff. Um, the equivalent of walking into an orgy. Like, <laughs> yeah, basically. I mean, so for me watching this movie, like... My face watching this movie is Baby's face watching Johnny yeah. and Lisa dance. Um, you mean Penny? Penny dance. You said Penny Lisa. Is... Oh, that's her sister. <laughs> Jenny? Yeah. Have you seen um, this movie, Jenny? I've Have seen this seen? movie. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Penny. Um, my face is her face watching them dance. Yeah. And it starts in the ballroom mm -hmm. with the very formal dance right. that is also very sexy. Mm -hmm. But then when she walks in and she sees everybody yeah. grinding and whew, and her face like, yeah, she, she instantly looks like someone who's never seen anything like this before. Yes. There ain't nothing well. wrong with a little bit of bump and grind. <laughs> Totally a fish out of water. <laughs> a country version over here. Yeah. Uh, so you, you say like this was like this movie has like a sexual awakening. Dude, this movie fucks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. It does. And I'm baby and this is my fantasy. Well, I think that that's, <laughs> that's why this movie clicked yes. with yeah. so many girls, particularly like girl's baby's age or you know around that age yeah i mean it's it's just like oh shit you know yeah because she's yeah. what 18 she portrays 18 right yeah i think yeah. so yeah i thought yeah that was one kind of moral dilemma i was watching this movie this time and i was like she's 18 right she's not like 17 because like that's statutory rape and like, eh. <laughs> not back in 1963 you know you got that's married right. at 15 it was the 60s. back then yeah yep <laughs> One thing about this scene that always got me was the idea of Johnny and Penny dancing together and like realizing that they, you know, they're not a couple. And dance. I was like, whoa, like the, the prospect of them dancing together like that and they're not romantically involved, like blew my mind as a kid. I was like, wait, they're not mommy and daddy. Like I didn't, I didn't understand <laughs> what I was mean, going on there. Dude, when, like when she, when he picks her up, dude, and she's like picking up her skirt up and it's right in his face. You're like, yeah. wouldn't people who date do that? No, no, we're just dancing. Okay. <laughs> yeah. What about the part where Johnny walks over and grabs her to dance? Dude, just <laughs> no, like seriously, every like fantasy about the cool guy picking you 
who is not cool over everybody else. And I mean, it's the way he looks at her and does that uh, come here, like yeah. does you know waves him waves her over with his finger and the smile on his face and everything. It's like yeah, I, I would have you know I would have danced with him too. Like you know you know what <laughs> you know what I I was thinking about watching this was um, you know there's a lot of movies where there's some really popular girl and kind of a nerdy guy and other, you know yeah. and he, yeah. this way is the other way around. You got you've got a girl and a super cool guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah and you know, she's kind of pining over him and ends up being with him. Another example of that would be Greece, which is interesting because he, he played. Yeah. Who's the lead in Greece? What's his name? John Travolta. John Travolta. The character. Danny oh, Zuko. Danny, Danny Zuko. Danny yeah, uh, Swayze played Danny Zuko on on. Uh, Broadway. Broadway. I did I not think know before that. Before this, so that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Greece what? is another another movie I love. Yeah. I'm also kind of thinking, since after watching this, I realized that he brought a little bit, Swayze brought a little bit of his character from The Outsiders to this, too. Yeah. Because the whole greaser thing he, in The uh, in the Outsiders, he kind of just like, hey, I already kind of played this character once, now I just got to learn how to dance and still be a badass greaser kid. Right. So. Well, he was a dancer before oh, he yeah. was an actor. Mm-hmm. But the, back to where, I, like I said, I want to know about the thing with Jenny, because the part, he pulls her out on the floor, and she's teaching, but I mean, he goes straight to just grinding on her. And, yeah. and take teaching long. her. And he, Doesn't you know, take like, long well, for him to start grinding. into the room shaking his pelvis at everybody. <laughs> so, I mean, he's there to show off, for sure. My favorite part of this scene is the end of the dance, when he's, they're finally like hitting a groove together, and he spins her that last spin at the end of the song, and she's still lost in La La Land and he disappears and it's like that scene is just like that motherfucker is cool you know like (laughs) uh, yeah it's like on Seinfeld when Costanza tells a joke and if the joke hits he gets up and leaves it's like that it's like I got her I got her and then I'm just gonna vanish I do want to talk about something that's not very good in this scene is when Johnny notices that Billy's talking to baby and he starts working his way over to her. That little, like, he holds his arms up and swings his hips into Billy is terrible. <laughs> like, Why like, is it terrible? Like, you can tell he did it just to get Billy's attention. Yeah. And it looks so bad. Like, it just, like, I don't know. Like, it's terrible. Like, I hate the way that no. scene plays out. You <laughs> just, like, giving him a little dance move to, like, catch his eye. No, but he just purposefully does it. It's the way he like purposely knocks into Billy. It just looks so fake and gross to me. I don't know. Like it's like Billy, you're not don't even talk to this girl, Billy. Don't even bother. I think it would have been better if you just would have walked up behind him and slapped Billy in the back of the head. Hey, who's this? You know? But punched him in the gut. But I also want to give props to Billy because I don't know how that dude didn't drop those watermelons coming in that door. Dude, there's a big ass damn watermelons, dude. Like the most impressive thing is not the dancing in this scene. It's the fact that that dude did not drop one of those watermelons when he knocked that door open. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I thought a watermelon was going down for sure. Yeah. And he had to walk up that hill, too. Those stairs. Right. Dude, awesome. Billy's the man. I, I like that that hill plays, it's almost like a character in the movie because there's certain parts later with the montage where she's dancing up and down that Cool I do spot. like the location, like all the landscape stuff, you know, by the lake with her dad and 
mm-hmm. some of the mm-hmm. other like it's really beautiful location mm-hmm. which i guess was in virginia not in new york right mm-hmm. but i want to talk about a couple little side plots here one of the, the big one of the big side plots is the abortion stuff which runs through um i but feel one like thing, that's central well it's a side plot but well the central story is just baby and, and johnny in my opinion and then the abortion kind of gets that going um, but there are a couple of side stories. There's Robbie, who is part of the abortion story, but kind of mm-hmm. is, is his own little thing. And then you've got the Schumachers, <laughs> this little old couple that you see throughout the movie. And then later, you find out they've been they ripping didn't... people off at, yeah. at the resort. Yeah. At multiple resorts. Did we yeah. really need to make two little old people crooks in this movie well, that's like, the thing you never would have never suspected them i get that but it's one of those things where it's like this movie could have been 10 minutes shorter could have reworked that little spot because it doesn't like it doesn't really serve a purpose in my opinion it does serve a purpose its purpose is it's, to the make whole purpose johnny is... look bad yeah at the end of the no, movie I, no but then it's to exonerate him because they are really the thieves yes i i, I I understand that. But you have to have that. Yes. And here's my theory. Or here's my <laughs> here's my counter offer. <laughs> okay. Robbie is a piece of shit in this movie. Like Oh yeah, definitely. Neil is a dick nose. Robbie is a piece of shit. Okay, yes. You see he's playing this two face throughout the entire movie. Let's make Robbie the guy. I mean, like, we already hate Robbie. So let's make it to where he's trying to get this, you know, he gets the, the, the letter from baby's dad, the recommended letter of recommendation for medical school. He doesn't. Well, he doesn't in the end, but he, he gets one or he, he, that's one of his angles, I think with Lisa. Mm-hmm. And then like, I feel like you could have worked it into where Robbie was just this terrible guy who was doing anything he could do to get into medical school. And it would have been a lot more interesting to find out that Robbie was the one sabotaging Johnny this whole time. Right. I mean, it's it's the difference between making Robbie the true villain of the film and making just the class issue the the antagonist. Right. There's no real true antagonist in this film. It's really more like how people see Johnny. Right. It's like classified, for instance, yeah. You, you could drop the you could drop the, the, the wallet old people stealing the wallets. And you could that that wife that saw and saw them, you know, she was the one that did that, right? She saw yes. yeah, yeah. Vivian. So Preston. she could have just said, "Oh, Johnny came on to me, and you know, like, and I didn't want him to. Like, he was too, you know what I mean? Like, he was. She could have just lied, or you didn't. Need well, that was even there have, too. Like when Johnny isn't, when Johnny isn't fulfilling her needs, she goes to Robbie. Like the perfect groundwork for that was there. I just feel like the old couple stealing the money, while it is people that they would never suspect. I feel like you could have worked it a little differently because I don't, I don't know, like I don't really like the idea of these two old people stealing money from people, but that's just me. I just, you know, you're talking about side plots, but you're missing like one of the most important ones, which I Is really... it trying on wigs? Yes. Yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> which really resonated with me this time is, baby's relationship with her father definitely I, I always thought that was always a big part of it yeah 
uh, it just hit me differently this time, I think. He's so quick to brush her off. Like, yeah, the, I mean, but baby lies to her dad. She breaks that trust over, you know, people she doesn't even know. Mm-hmm. And I know that she has. She's smitten. You, yes, but she also wants to help people. That's like her calling in life is yeah. to, mm-hmm. to be a helper. And when he is so disappointed with her, it's because of breaking the trust, not yeah. because of what his money paid for. Right. It's just. Again, she's naive. She didn't know what the money was for. I think she knew what the money was for. You think she knew what the money was for? Yes. She said a do- that she's going to see a doctor. She needs some money to see a doctor. You think that she knows she's baby pregnant. understood that that was going to that was for a, a a black market abortion? Yes. Uh, I do. Not how she, I read it, but you've seen the movie more than she me, knew. so. I think she, I feel I feel like she even says like I didn't know. It's anything. implied but, that she knows because when her dad asks her if it's illegal, she hesitates. She goes, "No, and daddy." And she goes, "No, yeah. daddy." Yeah. She she knows. She does the mm. no daddy bats her eyes. No, daddy, I need the money. Which and while we're on the subject, I mean, this movie is the perfect depiction of why abortion is and should remain legal. I agree. Because this is what has happened and would happen if women do not have access to this service. Well, this movie is, for all intents and purposes, like a movie about abortion. Yeah. It's central to the entire plot of the film. And, you know, yeah, I I agree with you, Jenny, that it illustrates... The problem with you know we're on this topic. Stu- I, just I mean, a botched ask. abortion in the middle of this movie was not what I was expecting <laughs> at <laughs> all. <laughs> yeah, no, she. I think it's like two hundred and fifty bucks. You know, is what she asked her dad for. But you think about it, you know, as when we're older watching this and it's a timepiece. You know, we none of us were alive in nineteen sixty three. Two hundred fifty dollars was a lot of money. Yeah. Back in nineteen sixty three. I mean, I, I think was it when a the sixty four Mustang come out? You could buy it for twenty five hundred dollars. So 250 bucks is a lot of damn money. So, I, was, I mean, because he even says it, well, that's a lot of money, but he still writes her a check, trusting her. Yeah, I mean, that's just stupid. If your kid <laughs> asks you for, I mean, even today, yeah, for what's $250. Inflation? What's inflation on that for today? <laughs> and, and, you know, won't tell you what it's for? Yeah. Come on That's now. probably like the equivalent of like five grand today. Hey, I need I need a check for five grand. Doctor Houseman's got his head way up his ass if he thinks that his daughter's perfect. But he also has enough money. Yeah, he's to be able to escape for a three week vacation. Oh yeah, he's got plenty. And still have however much money, the equivalent of to just give his daughter no matter what. He's he's definitely a doctor that's known. I mean, he saved Mister Kellerman's life. That's why they're there. He says yeah. that at the yeah. beginning of the movie. If it wasn't for this man, you know, so I'd he's be def- standing here dead. Yeah, but I like how you know, baby does this. She's helping a friend, but then she offers to help Penny out because Penny has to go to a doctor's visit the same day they're doing the was it the mambo? Yeah, or mm-hmm. is it the mama or the moringa? I can't remember which one at this other hotel. So this is where we get Johnny and baby going to do this together and learning how to dance. 
from this, this is one of on. like the if you were to rank 80s montages which would be a good top four episode by the way um yeah. this is a great it's 80s montage so great and i found out that patrick swayze who knew how to dance jennifer gray who did not there's actual frustration on screen there with him trying to teach her and her like the famous scene where he's running his hand down her arm through her oh, armpit yeah. and she kept laughing. That's real. He was really getting frustrated because she could not get the take. She kept laughing and like the the frustration on Patrick Swayze's face is for real. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I read about that too, and apparently they didn't get along very well mm-hmm. uh, in for, Red Dawn either. Yeah, I think she didn't um, want to do it, or he didn't because they were in Red Dawn again. No, she didn't want to. Said he was a pain in the ass to work with on yeah. Red Dawn. Yeah, and you know, I, I think that stuff does show through in the performance. Like you say, it's exactly what's actually happening. He knows what he's doing; she doesn't, and he's trying to get her. It makes to do this it. feel very genuine. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. and it makes it surprising that they have, you know, such good chemistry when they do finally get the take. You know, right. in some of these scenes, they really do. I mean, they they nail it. You know. Well, Jason, since we were younger boys watching this movie, I want to talk about the scene during the montage where Baby and Penny are dancing together. Mm-hmm. That was one of those scenes for me as a young boy that had me feeling something and below <laughs> below my belt. Um, <laughs> I, I was either going to go with that one or when they're in the lake and it's uh, a little nipply outside. Yeah. Cause... I mean, I'm glad y'all had the one scene because this yeah. whole movie... <laughs> You get you get yeah. Patrick the Swayze ladies. the whole damn movie, but but yeah, I mean like the sexual tension in this movie is just palpable. It's uh-huh. just like almost constant, you know. Yeah, I really like the one where he's he's twirling her, and he keeps pointing at his eyes every time she mm-hmm. comes around to lock eyes with him. Like, yeah, it's it's such a good good play on exactly what they're going through at that time. Um, I remember being so like. The lift was such a big deal in this dance. And when she doesn't do it in the performance, it was like kind of one of those things as a kid, you're like, oh. Mm-hmm. And I remember asking my mom, I vividly like asking my mom, because she had seen it and we were watching it in tea. I was like, does she ever do the lift? Like I was invested on whether or not they actually got a, a, a scene where she would get to do the lift. And this was my mom's like you're watching a movie with somebody and they're being annoying and asking you what's going to happen sort of thing. Every time I'd watch a movie with my mom, I'd be like, is, is, is she going to get the lift? And my mom would go, you just have to watch and see. <laughs> well, yeah, I definitely had to say that to my kids. Well, be- now, before we get to the actual performance, uh, there's another question that I have for Jenny. I, I wrote these down through this thing. Cause I know Jenny loved this movie. So I, I actually have no taste for Jenny. Yeah. No taste. I have a question for Jenny, for Jenny too, but go ahead. <laughs> But, you know, we get to the part where he's teaching her dance and he's trying to get her to the beat, you know, the heartbeat. And, you know, he grabs her hand, puts it on his chest, feel the beat, you know, and you can just kind of see her like, oh, my God, <laughs> I'm touching Patrick Swayze's chest, you know, or Johnny's chest. That's when oh, Hungry Eyes yeah. fades in. Like, that is the perfect fucking music cue for that I was that like, I, I wanted Jenny's perspective of that whole area right there. <laughs> I mean... It's my perspective on the whole movie. I mean, it's just sex. Yeah. It's this movie fucks. It's phenomenal. <laughs> like, just, oh my god, Josh used to use that term. Oh my god, <laughs> this movie fucks. I mean the the side arm scene yeah. is just 
sidearm. What are you talking about? Where, where he's like, like brushing down her side. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Just oh god. Yeah. Well, it, I'll, I'll ask Kill my me. question. The in in the past, Jenny has been quite critical of love making in movies. How do you <laughs> feel about? Do you, do you think that uh, that baby was satisfied? I think baby's satisfied. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, before we get into this deep conversation, we've talked about famous people. Let's talk about some people that weren't so famous. Almost famous. Yeah, I know that dude. I don't know them. I know her. You Haven't you ever heard of that guy? What, what's that guy who was in that movie that was out last year? I'm sort of famous for being almost famous. I'm going with the Jurassic Park Seinfeld guy. I have him yes, down. Wayne Knight. Wayne, Wayne Knight, Knight was Wayne also Knight. mine. This was his first big movie. It's kind of the perfect. It's what this segment is made for. It, I mean, if you literally unknown, and then from there, it leapfrogged him into getting Newman. The rest is history. Jurassic. He's still the same character, even all these <laughs> yeah. years later. I think. Dude, yeah, yep. he's the same character in Jurassic Park. He's the same character in Space Jam. Uh, dude. I forgot he was in Space Jam. Yeah, dude, he's there with Michael Jordan. He's Michael Jordan's assistant. Remember, he's following him around everywhere. But uh, I'm trying to not remember that movie as much as I can. Come on, man. We all liked it when we were kids. He's in your favorite movie, Jurassic Park. Let's not talk <laughs> about, about that, that right now. But he was in Basic Instinct. Dude. And he was in, yeah, he was. Yes, he was. And he was in your favorite Punisher movie. I think he was in Warzone. Punisher Warzone. I saw it once. He I, was I Frank it was Castle a... in that, wasn't he? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I want to see the movie where Wayne Knight plays the Punisher. I would pay twelve fifty for that. <laughs> he kills him with that annoying laugh that he does. That's all it is. <laughs> but the other one. Did anybody have anybody else? I had Doctor. Uh, I had Doctor Hausman, uh, Jerry Orbach. Yeah, I was gonna say Jerry Orbach, but I thought maybe too famous from too famous. Well, I, I see. I have a different level Law to famous. He's not an A-lister. He is yeah, a TV. He's not a household he's a TV name, A-lister. He is not Jerry a. Jerry no, Orbach is a household name. No, I didn't even know television. his name. I, no, that's what I said. He's a TV A-lister, not a big time Hollywood A-lister. He's not Brad Pitt. He's not potato, Johnny potato. Depp. Potato. But I was also going to say uh, Kelly Bishop. Kelly Bishop was? Oh, well, I'm yeah. sorry. I'm thinking of yeah. uh, I'm Brooks. thinking of uh, John Travolta's wife, Kelly Preston. Preston. Kelly Preston. I'm sorry. I could have that, too. I had her down. That's well, really about it. I actually wrote down Jennifer Grey because, I mean, she was in three big, well, two big movies in the 80s, one semi-big movie in the 80s. But after this, she really didn't oh, yeah. do a whole lot. All I that, mean, it's all that plastic surgery you had to fix her nose, and she made it worse. I thought. I actually said to Jenny when we were watching this, I was like, God, I, like I don't know. I, I know people have their reasons for doing what they do. It's all about, you know, feeling good about yourself. But I thought she looks great in this movie. She and looks good. Yeah. I don't understand. I think that's it's the same thing with Renee Zellweger. I was like, that doesn't even look like the same person anymore. Because she had. That's a sticking point for me as well. I'm always complaining about the the. Uh, plastic surgery I, I just it, they both look great the way they were particularly for actresses it's like you're ruining your ability to emote <laughs> and you look different so like yeah. I don't even recognize you and I'm even more irritated when you have somebody who clearly has modern day plastic surgery and they're trying to play it in a period piece like Nicole Kidman going mm. to play Lucy, Lucille Ball and it's like I don't recall you know them having this 
level of plastic surgery back then. Right. It's stupid. Anyway. But I would also beg to, to, to argue that, I mean, I think people would recognize Wayne Knight out of this movie more yeah. than they would Jennifer Grey. But would I mean, they know his name? The, the point of this whole... You don't know Let me name. explain this segment to you. It's, I have it written segment, down right there. I know his name. You didn't know his name <laughs> <laughs> before you looked it up and wrote it but down. The segment is for people that are well-known, well, recognizable, but you, you don't. they're not household names. Jennifer yes. Grey, I guess you could say that, but she hasn't really done much else. I don't know. I think most people would see Jennifer Grey and say, that's the girl from Dirty Dancing. And that's probably where everybody would leave it. Wayne Knight, you have a couple options there. It's the guy from Jurassic Park. No, it's the guy from Seinfeld. No, it's the guy from Third Rock from the Sun. Space like he- Jam. <laughs> Space Jam. Space <laughs> Jam. So, I mean, I, I, had, I had written Wayne Knight's character name down. Uh, well, not even his character name. I literally wrote down Jurassic Park Seinfeld guy. It's Dan. And, uh, but I, I think Jennifer Grey is probably less famous than he is at this point. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Josh has some uh, logic there. Very true. Well, do we have any recast for Dirty Dancing? Does anybody have any fun with this this week? I, I had a little one. trouble. Dude, this was, a, this was a hard one. Yeah. Yeah. Can't do it. I'll go first. Okay. Um, well, I, I was I was trying to recast Johnny, you know, and, um, you know, Patrick Swayze. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to think of, like, who could dance. You know what I mean? Who could who could pull off the moves? Okay, I Mario think, Lopez? I, mean, I think you're going to go with – dude, I think you're <laughs> so, going to say the same name. I really do. Well, I was thinking Jack Black. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, he definitely that man amazing. can dance. He's graceful. He can move. He can do anything – I love him. I mean, if you've seen his TikTok videos as of late, you can yeah, see what man, that man's doing. He is limber. He is nimble. <laughs> Jason? Well, no, I'll go ahead and throw one out there. Since this is a, you know, Johnny, Penny, baby sort of thing, might be fun to have Brad Pitt as Johnny, Angelina Jolie as Penny, oh, Jesus Christ. and maybe Jennifer Aniston as baby. And get that little love triangle going on there and see how that plays out. No? Okay. I figured pre, I'd at least pre, throw it out there. Pre nose job, Jennifer Aniston. Pre nose job, Angelina Jolie. <laughs> pre. <laughs> All pre nose jobs for everybody. Pre- we love everybody however they love themselves. Yeah. Pre Angelina Jolie, get that woman a two piece and a biscuit. <laughs> So Jenny has nothing because this movie is perfect I'm, for Jenny. I'm waiting to see what Jason says. All right, Jason, you better, not, you better not disappoint this week. I went with Johnny as Zac Efron. That's what I was going to say. Uh, I was going to say Channing Tatum. Huh? I don't think he's too old. But he got skills. That boy got skills. Baby, because I, I like to change it up. Um, and I'm going to say her name wrong because it's a one-word name. And... Zendaya, 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 uh, yeah, from Spider-Man, mm-hmm. because they were in that movie the uh, with Hugh Jackman where they did the dancing and all that stuff like that. Uh, what's the name of the movie? Because Zac Efron was in it too. The Greatest Showman. The, yeah, The Greatest Showman. So I see that, but then I was like, well, if you have to have a mom and dad, uh, where the guy can be kind of a 
a stern character, kind of forceful. Dr. Houseman would be Josh Brolin. And That's a good one. Miss Houseman would be, because, you know, she's a mixed ethnicity. Uh, Zoe Saldana <laughs> as the mom. Zoe Saldana? Saldana. I see that two of them, and they have her. And then... uh Yeah. Penny would be lots of Marvel people yes. happening. Here. Well, I was kind of going with a Disney type thing here, but then I got it's kind of hard to pick actors that haven't been in yeah. Marvel movies yeah. at this point. Uh, Penny <laughs> would uh, Penny, uh, being who she is and a dancer, and kind of I, I I threw it out there really weird, but I went with Sophia Turner, mm. the redhead. Sophie Turner. Sophie Turner. Is that Sophia? Sophie. Game of Thrones. Game of yeah. Thrones yeah, yeah. chick. So because she yeah. could be a little okay. stern and kind of you know because Penny's kind of that way. She's kind of a strong lady type thing, but. And then I threw an air from because uh, out of all the people, I went, who will we recast, uh, recast as Miss Vivian, the cougar, <laughs> trying to steal Johnny away? And I went with Jenny's favorite actress, Megan Fox. <laughs> oh, God. oh, wow. <laughs> Actually, it's I hadn't thought of that, but Megan Mullaney. Malali. Malali. <laughs> we are butchering everybody's name on this show. That's I know what, what everybody's do. name is. She would be a good a good oh, uh, yeah. cougar she, for, for sure for sure but oh, hi Ron. for sure but that's <laughs> that's who i had i think uh they're they're uh zach and what's her name uh i thought they had great chemistry in that movie when i watched it it was i was like oh they both can dance they got talent this would work great here and then her parents being this and then a mixed family and everything like that i think it would work there good. You go. i like that you brought up zendaya though like i think that girl is a force to be reckoned with in Hollywood, like, right great actor. That's why I liked her, and I liked them in that movie together. I thought they would work good for this too. What was the movie she did with John David Washington on Netflix? Um, I can't remember what the name of it I was, but we watched it, and she is fantastic in that movie. So, what did you have, Jenny? Is, it, is that what you had, Zach Efron? I said when, yeah, when Eric was talking about like that's who I thought he was going to say. I, I was like Zach Efron. That's just popped into my that's head. exactly who I was going with immediately, and I was I said Eric's going to say Zach Efron, but he threw threw me off with Jack Black. So, but I can see that. <laughs> <laughs> I just keep imagining Jack Black as Johnny now. It's kind of reminiscent <laughs> of Chris Farley doing the Chippendale thing right. with Patrick Swayze. Oh. Mm-hmm. That Actually, sad a bit. that's it. A Johnny and Baby are recast as Tenacious D. Done. <laughs> <laughs> and they do the lift at the end. <laughs> and it and and it's Dirty Dancing, but a lot more vulgar. There we go. It's but dirty. dirty. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that being a big thing when this movie came out about the dancing in it and. Uh, I remember like a, a a news interview they did with like the filmmakers or something where they're talking about the the dancing in it isn't you know, like I guess there was this mass confusion about it being like sort of borderline porno sort of because of the title of the movie and the stuff that they hid in it. But I always thought that was kind of weird. I still again didn't really it's know what they were talking bad. about. But yeah, no, it's the not. Grinding. It's there's there's a lot worse dancing out there. Yeah, and then you've got the. The classic dances they do throughout it, like the merengue they do at the at the show. Um, right. She she foobars the lift, and what do we think about the way she corrects it when she does the thumb thing? I love <laughs> like, it. It's pretty so, brutal. It's so cringy, but it's exactly what she would do. Yeah. She should have just done the hand drive. Yeah. 
Born to hand job, baby. <laughs> Two movies together. But you can tell, like, when Johnny and Baby are coming back from the show. Oh, he eyeballing like, her. That he's, he's had a change of heart about her. Yeah, that yeah. there's now something there, and they're holding hands, and then, you know, all hell breaks loose. But Yeah, and he tries to make her feel better about her performance, too, mm-hmm. which so far he's been pretty critical. Yeah. but Which she learns in a week. Yeah, is insane. I mean, we all know from watching Dancing with the Stars that it's a lot harder than it looks. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? Johnny is the top-notch teacher, dude. He can teach anybody how to do that in, like, five days. Man, you give it up. He's also sneaking little glances at her in the mirror in the yeah, car, dude, too. Yeah, dude, he's watching like, her when he's like, he's like, keep your eyes on the road. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we've already seen her kind of start this metamorphosis. I like the scene of her dancing up those stairs to the to the cabin or whatever and um she's putting on the makeup like you can see her like really getting into all this yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) that's funny you uh, said that that's how i have it wrote in my notes (laughs) wipe out montage (laughs) but yeah here's where they bring up that line eric brought up earlier and this is where we find out there was a botched abortion with penny what he what he actually says is this he says the guy had a dirty knife and a folding table I could hear her screaming, screaming from the hallway. And he tried yeah. to break pretty, in. Pretty gnarly. I mean, yeah. that's pretty gnarly to be sitting in the middle of our little cutesy 80s dance movie. And know? the actor's performance, Billy, the guy who plays Billy, like his performance of telling Johnny all of this is very convincing. Yeah. I mean, Billy's almost a major character through this thing because he shows up for everything. He's there yeah. through the whole movie. Yeah. I mean, and then... Uh, her dad, she goes and runs and gets her dad because she knows something bad's happening. She just knows that people need help. She sees blood on the bed and gets her dad to come and the dad takes it out, uh, takes care of her. But I like how he says, who's responsible for her? And he says, I am. And he automatically thinks that, well, this yeah. was your baby, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. But and it's... they don't tell him. Right. He has to find out naturally, which is kind of annoying. But, you know, they could have told him multiple times throughout this that, no, mm-hmm. it's not his baby, but and at this point would have been the perfect time because she hasn't slept with Johnny at this point. Like this would have been the perfect moment to kind of clue anybody into the situation, but they let it go. Well, this is what I talk about with like the kind of, you know, the social commentary stuff. It's, it's not as nuanced as it could be. I I know we're not in that kind of movie, but there's just some, it's like, yeah, you, you. it pulls me out of the movie when I'm asking myself, why are you withholding this information? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the only reason is because they they want them to assume something about this guy because of the way he looks or because of his job or whatever. Yeah. So it's, you know, I, it doesn't flow with the story. It's kind of there because they want it to be there. You know what I'm saying? It has to be in there. It's Hollywood. You got to have that some kind of drama building. No, that's an thing. excuse, Jason. I don't yeah. want to hear it. But the thing is, is they even do that to Johnny. Uh, Baby does it to him earlier when she finds out that Penny's pregnant and looks at Johnny and thinks that, oh, it's it's your baby? Yeah. Baby does the same I mean, thing her dad does. I mean, they're always together. It's, yeah. mm-hmm. She's known, known them for a day, you know. Yeah. But Well, again, like, my perception of them watching this movie as a kid was they were a couple. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's easy to see that. And I wonder what it is, like... Do you think it's just that Johnny feels responsible for Penny? Because it seems like she could hold her own. Well, she said that they've known each other since kids. They've known each other since they were children. So they're probably like grew up together. So he does feel responsible for her. 
like as a yeah. well like i don't know how well she was doing josh i mean she was like crying in the kitchen yeah yeah i mean and that's why i kind of stopped saying what i was saying because i'm thinking about it as, I, as it's going <laughs> out of my mouth well but but hey she's still a strong woman dude but she's having obviously some pregnancy problems and yeah. she might be in some utter pain and i don't care how sure strong she needs support that's why yeah. she's hurting, but I still think she's a strong woman. It's just that she was in obviously pain and needed help at that. Let time. me clarify, Jason. I was not suggesting that she's not a strong woman. No, that's what I'm you were. She needed help, <laughs> and we all need help sometimes. But I, I just want to say, as a father with a teenage daughter, I can only imagine what's going through uh, Dr. Hausman's head when right. he finds out his daughter borrowed money from him to pay for an abortion <laughs> yeah. from like a black market abortion and now he's like got this girl who's potentially dying or whatever mm -hmm. <laughs> that he's got to take care of and he just like meets all these people all at once like holy crap you, you can't blame him for being upset about that yeah. right there there's actually two key pieces of information that are not told at certain points in this movie that bother me that's one of them is but i can be i can get on board with why they didn't indulge that information. But we find out that Robbie, who is seeing baby's sister at this resort, they're getting close. Uh, we find out Robbie's the one who got Penny pregnant, and he's not willing to do anything to help. Mm -hmm. And there is a key moment later where Lisa says that she's going to go all the way with this guy. Baby has all this information on him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yet does not say anything to her. Now, she's, she's, the, she's the big to. sister. The big sister doesn't want to hear it. I, I, Again, but I feel like it was one of those sort of, sort of things where it's like, hey, I know this guy that you're going to go do this with tonight, and you don't need to do this. And here's she why. She wouldn't have believed like, her, I don't think. Young love sort of thing. Yeah. I. That's That's the one that bothers me more than the abortion stuff is like, I, I would have been, like, clawing at my sister to tell her that this guy is a piece of shit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, she's going to—I agree. She, she could have told her sister. And then also when Johnny goes to see the dad, you know, he uh, at the house, and he doesn't say anything. He just walks away, and it's like, well, that would have been a good time to say, no, that's not even my kid, dude, yeah. Yeah. you know? I'm just trying to help her. Like, it's just communication, man. Just communicate with each other. I like when characters communicate. I, I don't like when it's a writing thing that bugs me when when information is withheld. They do it a lot in television, you know. Uh, I remember hating it. I, I loved Lost, but Lost was like such a big offender there because mm -hmm. there was if characters would just sit down for five minutes and tell them tell each other everything that they know. Yeah, everyone knows something different, and there's all these misunderstandings, and it just drives me crazy. Mm-hmm. This the part right here. This is some of the, uh, of my problem, which we'll get to at the end of the movie. Is after all this goes down, baby goes to his sh little shack to talk to him, you know, and calm him down and everything like that. I do have a couple problems in the movie with some of Patrick Swayze's acting, with when he's trying to talk like I'm just a piece of crap, lonely, you know, whatever, badly raised type thing. But somehow how he portrays it and his I don't know if he's trying to put some kind of accent on it, but there's a couple of times in the movie where it's almost like he's pushing, he's trying too hard to act when he's talking about himself to somebody. 
Yeah, and some of these uh, some of these monologues he goes on where he, yeah. he's really very. Poor, it's very like poor me. I'm such a victim. No, but he's never done anything like that for me before. Yeah, but it's, like I said, his delivery and stuff like that. I mean, it's still in a sense not a. I mean, he's not a young Patrick Swayze, but he still hadn't like all the way up to where he was. But, but I mean, he's getting there. But still, he was a relatively new actor. Yeah, at this point. it was still yeah. wasn't that great. Sometimes his acting, but everything else he does in the movie is spectacular. There's a, just a few scenes where he does his talking about himself and the 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 like. They used me. I didn't use them. Stuff. Yeah, it's kind of a reach. He, I mean, the guy was having fun. I I, I don't know. He he really plays such a victim in this, and that kind of irks me. Well, and the way he plays the victim is not that great either. I was just like. Come on, just get back to the dancing, do your thing, whatever. Jenny, what do you think? Do you agree with me or? No, I I totally disagree with you. <laughs> you don't agree with me. So I... you think that he was, you think that he's being taken advantage of. That's why he's slept around so much because these, these uh, rich women, uh, upper class, taking... rich white women are taking advantage of this I mean, poor, not... this poor man. Uh, poor sexy dancy guy showering him with. <laughs> With diamonds, diamonds, as he and says, and, money and, and I could be poor in no time. Uh, I'm being used. That's why I've hooked up with so many of other men's wives at this place. I'm not saying he doesn't have agency and like that he's making these decisions because he is deciding that. But he also does come from nothing and he has nothing like he says he needs this job and he needs this job for next summer and the next summer like that's this... stuff i get i don't think that the entire the entire concept or or you know of of the class stuff is bad i i agree with you that him being sort of having to do what the kellermans say and that kind of stuff because he needs the job that that's all fine with me i was more bothered by the you know they're they're using me stuff it's a bit of a lie. Well, it's a little bit of a role reversal because, I mean, we're used to seeing that with, with women, like using yeah. women for sexual stuff. And, right. you know, not that we need a male version of that because God knows we don't. But it, I can I can see why they did that there. It is a bit of a role reversal from what we're used to seeing. Mm -hmm. Jason elegantly said they do the horizontal mambo. <laughs> uh, I think it's pretty obvious that she was fulfilled because she goes to visit Johnny quite a few times in these last, oh, yeah. what is it, three days? I think it's determined so that there's three days left and she's like all over Johnny all that time. Yeah, dad, Chasing him around. Dad won't oh, talk to her. He, yeah. He knows, what, he knows what she's been up to, well, with the abortion stuff. And she's like, I'm going to go down to play charades. And then she's just going to bang Patrick Swayze all afternoon. I mean, again, dad is being a bonehead, dude. Like, you know, she's been you can't just let her go off to play charades. That's not what she's doing. But I think that's what Jenny was bringing up earlier is at this point, he has learned that she's kind of not who he, who he thought she was. And I think I think this is kind of his just sort of like detachment from what's happened. Because, I mean, initially we have the dinner where he says that he wants to leave early and everybody freaks out because they're paid up through Sunday. And you get the big and, show on Sunday. Yeah, and, and, and Lisa's in the big show. Uh, but I think it's it's sort of something like that. Like, he just sort of detaches from the situation. Yeah, I'm not saying he's, like, yeah, he's being a bonehead father, but 
I think that's how he is handling it right now. Like, I don't think he really knows how to handle what's well, going on. He can't tell her mom. All right. In his mind, like it would kill her mm-hmm. if she knew. So he has to take all this on himself. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's not used to being the parent who has to make the decisions about like, yeah. what their children are doing on a daily basis. Yeah. So if he says, like, no, you can't go do that, but it know, does seem his like wife they have is going to question that. Well, That's a great point, Jenny. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. You got me on that one. But the thing I like, you know, him not telling the mom about what's going on and her probably banging Johnny. I like the line toward the end of the movie. He said, I think she gets that from me the mom when she's up on stage <laughs> dancing with Johnny I was like well maybe mom is a little more relaxed than dad she would have been okay with it <laughs> that was actually that line was an inside joke in the in the movie because Kelly Bishop was in some some kind of musical dance number or something on Broadway and it was just sort of because she originally wasn't going to be pay- playing baby's mom it was going to be another woman who was a dancer mm-hmm. and then Kelly Bishop I think either ad-libbed that line or they wrote it for her because because of the context there yeah, so. gotcha gotcha um, but yeah you bring up the lover boy dance scene which honestly like I think that scene in, in this movie is more iconic than the, the last scene of the movie um, just them in that dance studio together, like lusting over one another. Like I think that's way sexier than anything else you've seen in this movie. Very sexy. You talking about the crawl? Yeah, it's pretty sexy stuff. Yeah, where they're crawling across oh, the floor. Do you and... know that that whole scene was ad libbed? Really? Yep. It was worked out between Swayze and Gray during the whole thing. They said that was not even. They were just in there, and then they ad libbed the whole thing. Yep. They, they just took it on about it their own way. And we brought up that they had been in Red Dawn together. That was one thing I think they saw was the tension between the two of them gave them great chemistry. And then as they started working together in this, she got a little more trustworthy of Patrick Swayze and he of her. And they started working really well together throughout the shoot. But there was a lot like Patrick Swayze went through a lot on this because he he had injured his knee and couldn't really do some of the dancing. But took it because they they, they kind of needed him for it but apparently um, almost lost his leg yeah he, he got a staph infection and, and it settled in his knee and he almost lost his leg and uh, we kind of skipped over this whole scene where they go out to the woods and are dancing on the tree log mm-hmm. and in the water to, to practice the lift and everything apparently he fell and hurt his knee real bad on the log scene mm. and like they had to drain fluid from it and everything like it was it almost halted production on the whole yeah. movie because he did his Ew. all of his own stunts but i that i'm glad you brought the tree scene up because that's one problem i had is you could do- totally tell that's not jennifer gray he's with on the log on the far shots yeah when like they're the far when they're back shots. where you see them it, it you yeah. definitely tell it's not her I was like, whoa! I didn't I, even notice. I, I don't know what you're I, talking I, about. I guess with the, <laughs> I guess with the our newer uh, ways to see things in Blu-ray and 4K is like I was watching it. I was like, that is totally not Jennifer. Well, Gray. I mean, we would have known. We would have known because we did watch the new Best Buy Special Edition oh, Steelbook blah, on 4K. Yeah. So, ah, yeah. Josh is better than us. It's that time. Of it's the, the segment of the show. Josh Wait, is this, better. But than the all case of this movie looks really good. I mean, I have like, the VHS here, but yes, we we did get the it's 4K. It's all holographic and like it's just. It looks really did good. Did it come with Dirty Dancing 2, Havana Nights? No, Stop I did not. 
If I could go my entire life without seeing that movie, it'd be fine. I don't think I need to see that movie. No. Uh, but let's start talking about some taglines and quotes. You're going to need a bigger quote. Okay, we had three, which it's I would really only say two because they kind of ran a couple of them together. But the taglines for Dirty Dancing are have the time of your life, which is our okay. big song from the movie. Yeah. First good. dance, first love, the time of your life is the, the, the next one. And dancing to the beat of their hearts. Mm. Oh, that's sweet. That's so sweet. Yeah. That's sweet. Pitter patter, pitter patter. <laughs> but that's all the right. Let's start line. throwing some quotes out there. Who wants to start? Oh, I'll go. Go for it, buddy. Uh, I like when her mom says, "Baby, stand up straight." And she's, <laughs> yeah, and then I just have three three weeks here. It'll feel like a year, uh, which I already mentioned. Well, that's it. That's all. Jason, you got anything? Uh, when they're he's trying to teach her to dance with the heartbeat, and he keeps telling her two, three, four, two, three, four. He mm-hmm. says the steps aren't enough. Fill the music. Yeah, that's and good. Then the well, the quote that I was just talking about when uh, baby and Johnny are there together, and this is before they do their horizontal mambo. And most of all, I'm scared of walking out of this room and never feeling the rest of my whole life. The way I feel when I'm with you. Damn it, man. That hits in the feels. Mm-hmm. Holy Dealing. shit. Yeah. That's really only... I mean, there's not a lot of quote quotes, I think, in this movie. Oh, there are. There are, for sure. <laughs> I mean, we got the big one, but I'm not saying that. Yeah, but we've kind of been saving one. We've tiptoed around it a little bit. Jenny, go ahead. So, I really like I'd be standing here dead. Yeah. <laughs> Which Kellerman says, uh, I carried a watermelon. I carried a watermelon. It's <laughs> great. My last one's the like, only quote. Yeah, the, like the biggest quote need. of this whole movie. For this movie. Uh, I got a couple here. Um, when, when they're learning, when she's teaching him, when he's teaching her how to dance um, and explaining things to her, um, Actually, when they're out in the woods and they're trying to do the lift, they're trying to build trust. And he says, you hurt me if you don't trust me. And then like, I never kind of that, that line always sort of, I just glanced over it and didn't think anything of it, but it didn't really hit me until watching it this time. And then like when they actually do the lift at the end and how that kind of comes full circle, it's like, Oh, she trusts him now. Like it works for me. Um, one of Patrick Swayze's tirades when they're talking about him, you know, doing the right thing or whatever, but he's talking about the, the class divide. And he says, these people are rich and they're mean. Good line. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, Dr. Hausman says at the beginning, our baby here is going to change the world. I like that one. <laughs> is Jenny going to do the main line, the main quote? Or are you going to save mean... it for the end of the movie? We'll save it. We'll save it. Save it. It's got its place. But so this is where we get around to this whole stealing the wallet, all of that stuff, and baby decides she's going to cover for Johnny. Um, you're right, Eric. Again, thank you. <laughs> but yeah, like there are plenty of other places she could have spilled her guts. 
to not cause a scene or any of this stuff, but she picks this time. Now when things have gotten so out of hand that Johnny's going to lose his job or they think Johnny is a thief to spill the beans right in front of everybody. Like, yeah, that's, that's kind of not using your noggin too well. It kind of makes me think baby's not going to change the world, but you know, I, I don't know, but she is, it's young love, young lust, whatever you want to call it. And, uh, the scene between her and her father and the con- well, not even a conversation, the monologue she has to him, it, it, it also kind of hits you in the feels. But- I like that. I like that scene because it's true. And yeah. you do kind of raise your kids trying to show them the best of things or, you know what I mean? Um, and they do reach a point where they start to see all the gray areas and some of the darker sides of the world. And mm-hmm. And, you know, she's kind of realizing that she's been, uh, you know, privileged up until this point. And, you know, she yeah. gets a lot of reminders from Johnny and stuff like that. Like, oh, you just told your dad, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, she's kind of realizing she didn't realize how privileged she was. And Her privilege kind of really a, shows. Yeah. In the getting beginning a, of the movie. Yeah. Right. And she's getting a, a, a real taste of you know, kind of looking at herself again and kind of looking at her parents. And The one time when I think Patrick Swayze comes across well when he's kind of giving his woe of me speeches throughout this is when he kind of confronts Baby and he goes, I don't think you ever had any intention of telling him that we were anything. And I think that is pretty good. And I like that he attempts to go talk to Dr. Hausman. Mm Mm-hmm. And he's he's already made up his mind about this guy, and he's like, I like Swayze's response to that too. He's like, I, you know, I see a guy who got his best friend in trouble, and he just says, I, "You would see that, like, yeah, like." But again, like they've had all these opportunities, and it's I guess it's one of those things where it's like they're trying to be honest, but no one wants to hear them. So what's the point? Because that's essentially what Johnny is doing. Like he's going to tell you know, spill the beans on whatever. And, and like, they've just made up their mind about him to where he just seems like he, what's the point, you know, now watch which I think care. a lot of people probably feel that way. And like class divide sort of stuff, you know, they all go to the end of the summer party mm-hmm. and send off whatever there's a, well, they find out that the shoemakers or whatever their name yeah. was have been stealing the money. Yeah. And, yeah. All that stuff, but that doesn't, you know, even though baby spills her guts, has the alibi for, for Johnny, it still doesn't help. He still gets fired. And, you know, baby's big thing is, is I did it for nothing. But that's not the way that Johnny sees it. Right. You know, nobody's ever done anything like that for me before. <laughs> I do like that part, though, that it wasn't for nothing because yeah. it's, it's about integrity or, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes things don't work out the way you want them to, but you know, you do the right thing anyway, kind of stuff. So that's nice. And I have to say, I'm, I'm happy that Lisa finds out about, um, Robbie, Robbie. I, I guess you would say the hard way, but like, yeah, I'm yeah, glad Robbie that she, was hard. All right. With <laughs> right. Oh, I'm, I'm glad that she kind of, <laughs> she gets the information that she so much doesn't want to hear about, you know, yeah. like, before it's too late. Yeah. Cause she's like, planning their honeymoon right oh yeah she's like oh yeah she's got everything she's like oh i haven't told him yet but yeah we're doing it tonight and all this stuff so you're like wow she's planning all that but i mean she should have known i mean come on there's a towel on the doorknob 
She yeah, doesn't that know. Was a g- she g- was a naive too. Yeah. But um, um, I never knew what that meant when I was a well, yeah. Obviously, either. when I was a kid, I didn't, door, didn't, yeah. didn't know what any of this shit meant when I was yeah. a kid. But yeah, like when you, it's so obvious there. And then this time, I was like, oh shit, yeah, you shouldn't have walked yeah. in that room. Yeah. There, when you get older <laughs> and you have roommates, you put socks on the door <laughs> or something. You let them know. But we did sk- skip the one thing about Vivian. You know what they hooked up uh, about Robbie being a dick. Remember, he's there. Uh, I guess uh, Baby and uh, Johnny were outside talking after she came to check on it, and Robbie comes walking from between the buildings, and he says, yeah. "Oh, I see you're slumming it up too." To Baby, yeah, I and made a comment to Jenny when that Johnny happened. starts beating his ass. I, was, <laughs> I love that. I mean, we skipped it. I just wanted to bring that up that it was awesome to see Johnny beat his ass. Yeah, that was fun. So. Even so much so to where he's just like, he gives him a hit. He's like, come on, hit me. Like, <laughs> yeah, give me, give me a reason to beat your ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that was a baller move right there. That was. Well, here's the thing, though, talking about Robbie and what a piece of shit he is. I mean, he's a piece of shit. He's a piece of shit. Yeah. Is Robbie a rapist? I need to know because I didn't there's, get that impression. There's uh, an implication that he has tried to go further than Lisa would like off on the golf course. Oh yeah. That one time where Johnny and a baby are out in the woods and they see Lisa and him walking by. Mm -hmm. Yes. And just based on that little bit of information and the fact that we know what kind of person he is from running out on Penny. Was Penny a victim of rape? No, I, I don't think she was. No, because okay. she said that he said that he loved her. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. But I think I he's just pushy. I think he you know? might he's be just a little bit of a date rapist. He's towing the line. He's towing yeah. the, the Cause rape Because rape didn't yeah. actually happen. She did walk away. And did she still was like, okay, so it didn't actually happen. He just I'm just saying, outside of the parameters of what we see in the movie, in this yeah. fictional world, Think Robbie might I mean, be a rapist. As, <laughs> it wouldn't be out of character for him to as be compared to Bob and La Bamba. No, he is not a rapist. <laughs> I mean, Bob's <laughs> definitely a rapist. Yeah, Robbie's I mean, maybe, just like maybe a rapist. What's with these Robbies, Bobs? <laughs> Where maybe Robbie becomes a rapist later. In life. Maybe. maybe. He well, he obviously doesn't get the uh, right here. We're at there. He. Mr. Houseman uh, goes up to him to give the recommendation or a check or something to him. And then Robbie spills the beans because I guess he thought he knew. Yeah. Like what? Why? Dude, he just left. <laughs> you you yeah. know, you got away with all this at this point. Like, why the fuck would you say anything? This guy is a moron. Your baby because told this you. is how. Because well, he Houseman is a moron. Finds out that it's not Johnny's you also, know, responsibility. Robbie, Robbie thinks he's untouchable. Yeah, I think that's just hubris. He's yeah. he just he thinks he's you know because he's the upper class Harvard boy or Yale or whatever the hell. Which would have made it all that much better if he would have been the one picking pockets throughout this entire movie. I rest my case. It, it does not make sense to have him pick pockets, but he could have done something else to frame uh, Johnny. You know, could have could have done something else to frame Johnny. Actually, yeah, him pockets. and Vivian could have worked out a plan to fuck over Johnny. Yeah, so. Well, let's talk about this final scene in this movie. I mean, how do we feel about the closing dance number? Well, before we get there, yeah, before I'm Johnny say, gets to the stage, I have, I have an issue. 
that Johnny just walks in and disrupts this entire thing and <laughs> gets away with it. Everyone stops what they're doing. He even gets to put a record on. But uh, what's his name? Billy gets the record <laughs> ready to go. Nobody's saying, hey, whoa, whoa. No, 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 no. You can't just walk in here. You've been fired. This man just walks up. They're still singing. He walks up on the stage, takes them. I know it's a movie thing, but <laughs> every- go on your tirade, Eric. Uh, it just drives me crazy that he gets to cue the music. Everyone gets out of the way and just let him go. And I, I just, it doesn't make sense to me. If you're writing a movie, you can, you can write in a way for them to get back in the show. Or well, I think, whatever. I think the idea is that this is such a high class place and he has pretty much barged his way onto the stage already. Like they don't want to cause a commotion and, and all like, I don't, I don't have you a think, hard time believing that they didn't have security that could have stopped him from getting on stage or something like that. And he's got a baby Hellerman, with him. And he's, Hel- and, yeah. And he's got a guest that could be causing a problem with the situation as well. All right, fine. I'll drop it. Yeah. They're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. He's got baby on the stage. We can't rush the stage. Whoa, whoa. Let's see what he has to say. And then we're going to beat him profusely out back afterwards. So, but, uh, and he has baby. Because the first thing he does exactly when he shows up is he goes over to their table and he says, nobody puts baby in a corner. Oh, there it is. You know, (laughs) one of the biggest quotes in movie history. The way her eyes are glistening when he walks up to the table, the way he looks at her, the way he says it to his, to, to Mr. Hausman, like doctor, 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 doctor Hausman. He didn't um, go to eight years of medical school for you to call him Mr. Houseman, okay? <laughs> I mean, I cream my pants. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty fucking sexy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, symbolically, he's putting her under the spotlight. She's always been kind of a wallflower. Mm-hmm. He's standing up to her dad, who she idolizes in the beginning of the film. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it is like an incredibly romantic moment. Dude, the, yeah. the whole scene, and it's one of the most iconic whole scenes that from there, that point on, to the dance starts, to the dance ends. And it is the whole length of that song is movie history. I mean, there's yeah. lots of iconic scenes in movie history that could be just a few, but I mean, this thing lasts for the length of a song, and it is great from beginning to end. Get you energized, happy, great, hit you in the feels. Damn, you want to shed a tear a couple of times, and you're just like, holy crap. What I like a great the way, way to end the movie. The, the dancing is shot in this film, too. We haven't really mentioned that, but oh man, it's yeah. great. I think it's really well directed, particularly the dance sequences. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really and, like when, when all the background dancers jump in to the dance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was something that I think. Like here's a, a thing about I think most people have issue with musicals or m- music driven movies or things of that nature is I, what I hear a lot is well that wouldn't happen in real life like people wouldn't just start dancing and I've kind of always had that with this scene because the the rest of the group comes in and starts dancing with him but like they're all on the same mindset and the same playing field like they've been dancing yeah. together forever like it would mm-hmm. make sense for them to be like this is our moment to shine and join in with that and like yeah like it held a much bigger 
Yeah. Yeah. They're Spot the people, for me this time. They're the people he parties with. Yeah. They do. Yeah. They in the dance the orgy party. room they on the weekends. Crashed. Yeah. They just right. crashed the party. They all hung out together. They were backing that room, him up. That room reminded me of Climax a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> if you have not seen Climax, let's just call it Dirty Dancing on Acid. And I mean that in every sense of the way. And it's a bad <laughs> trip. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's what got me when I was nine years old or whatever, watching it, and he finally lifts her. And, like, I remember being a kid and be like, yeah, like, I was just so happy that they finally did the lift <laughs> and shit. And uh, it was, I remember looking back at my mom and she goes like, see? Told you. <laughs> <laughs> and just the way that, like, her dress cascades and, mm-hmm. you know, her facial expressions, doing it. She's so happy, so in love. It's it's really a beautiful scene. And then everybody else starts dancing, too. And, you know, they're together. And he's, you know, singing her the words to the song. Oh, yeah, that, that is amazing. Because he's Ooh, had the time of his life. Oh, my God. I'll get you right here. And he owes it oh, all man, to her. that hits you. Oh. That gets you. Yeah. It's good. I do even but like, it, I was go ahead. I was going to say, I even liked it when the old lady throws her fur off. Oh, it starts amazing. dancing. Uh, that, yeah. I love that. That was awesome. And I like that you get closure with baby's dad. Although, when he says baby's name... Francis Hausman. Yeah. He gets all pissed off and like wants to storm the stage. But at this point he knows Robbie was the the dad of Penny's aborted child. I think it's he's, just that like he's up there causing a commotion and his daughter's with him and you yeah. know like he still he, doesn't I'm guarantee he doesn't he's just because the baby's not his. I I don't think he's too thrilled with his eighteen year old daughter. Yeah. You know, hanging out with a greaser twenty four year old dancer guy who's like Right. You know, has arguably no future at this point. <laughs> One thing like he wanted they... her to he wanted her to get with old uh Neil, Neil. you know, like yeah. he want he wanted her to marry a rich boy and that kind of thing. Fuck so. that penis wrinkle, dude. I dude. Hate <laughs> oh my gosh. He what? has two hotels. Yeah. yeah. Oh god. Yeah. So how did you oh, pull her? Because he has two hotels. Dude, that line irked the What does shit he have that me. I don't don't have? Or, oh yeah. God. Yeah. So bad. I want to reach through the TV and beat his ass. Yeah, I. He makes me cringe. I hate everything that comes out of his mouth. Uh, even when he when he interrupts them dancing upstairs, doing the the crawling thing and stuff, mm-hmm. and like make sure you get your money's your two hours worth or whatever. Like God, he's just such a little piece of shit. Yeah. Um, but in the end, when Baby and Johnny meet up with her dad. Mm-hmm. He says, you look wonderful out there. And it really is like baby's transformation here is complete. Yeah. She has embraced her femininity mm-hmm. and she has become a woman. Right. Yeah, she, and, like, and she's no longer baby. She's not baby anymore. Right. She's Francis now. Yeah. And you know, so yeah, she's she's bloomed, if yeah. you will. Yeah. And when he says to Johnny, when I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's but he didn't say he was wrong, did he? No, he didn't. Kind of danced around. He's like, when I'm <laughs> wrong, I say I'm wrong, and I'm not saying it. He Just danced you around that. it. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, I overused that term. <laughs> 
So do we think Francis and Johnny was just a summer fling, or do we want to believe that they lived happily ever after? It's a summer fling. Yeah, I here's the thing. I don't I, we, see them we, being a couple forever. Like it just She's gonna go off to school. He's, yeah. They yeah. learned from each other and now they're gonna go. Well, not only that, ways. when he's when he's fired, they hug and say goodbye like they're never gonna see each other again. Yeah. Yeah. He's ready like, to go. It's not yeah. like, hey, here's my phone number, here's my address, yeah. write me a letter. You know, can we see each other again? She's like, bye bye. Yep. And he came comes back for the dance. Great, but I assume he's just gonna leave again. He's lost his job. Unless they loved that dance so much, they want to hire him back. But I doubt it. They don't get into that. Well, even the Kellerman, he, when he's talking on the side of the stage, he's thinking this is going to be the end of all this anyway because he says people don't – kids don't want to come and do this. They want to go to Europe and do this mm -hmm. and this. So I think he even thinks that the, whole, the little resort's going to be going out of business for too long anyway. Right. Yeah, that's true. That is a weird – Little, little side line. bit when they're talking on the yeah, side like stage. I kind of like it, but it's like a weird detail because we don't really get much from Kellerman, yeah. You know, like as far as like what Kellerman thinks about things, more it's more just like he's the boss guy, and but him like kind of waxing poetic about the kind of winding down of this era is kind of interesting. I don't know why it's there, but one of my favorite things that they come they go to a few times in this movie that is just in the background, but it's the two kids that are always dancing on the dance floor. Like the two little, like 13 year olds. They're great. <laughs> yeah. I like that. You see them multiple times yeah. throughout the movie. Maybe, even, maybe Kellerman, uh, will learn from this, this performance where Johnny's dancing to a more contemporary music and doing a little more. Yeah. His creative style. Maybe he, he'll go, okay, well let's, let's try to, capture the youth with old johnny here maybe he, he'll hire him back maybe. i was gonna say do you do we think they hired him back for next summer no no <laughs> <laughs> you caused a disturbance that that year buddy you're out of here yeah. uh what you really he was promptly arrested i was about to say when he got outside <laughs> the authorities were already called he was arrested <laughs> to never see baby again she finds They're out. They're putting the handcuffs on him. He's talking to Francis. He's like, I had the time of my life, Hi, baby. <laughs> and spends All the rest of his time life in now. prison. And, th and this is how this is how the sequel happens is because while he's in jail, she finds out it, she's pregnant and has a baby. And then he dies. No, the in sequel a is accident. baby breaking Johnny out of jail. Well, <laughs> well, let's talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. The good, the bad, the ugly. Why? <laughs> Who wants to go first? Jenny, you want to go first? Yes, because mine is short and sweet. So, what's good about this movie is everything. <laughs> this movie well holds up as well today as it did the first time I saw it. I get something new out of it every time I watch it. And this is one of the best movie soundtracks of all time. It's a pretty great soundtrack. I, it's I can definitely agree. Phenomenal. I think the music's it's, fantastic. It's, a, it's uh, was it? It's multi-platinum, won Grammys, everything for this thing. Yep. yep. It's great. Oscars. It won some no, Oscars that, for best song, song and stuff like yep. that. Um, the bad. 
nothing. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I wouldn't change anything about this the movie. The perfect film. This is I a masterpiece. I would not change anything about this movie. Um, ugly? I mean, I, <laughs> Robbie really sucks. Yeah. That's, but this, he serves his purpose. Right. Because this movie's great. I, I agree with you. Everything here has, I mean, I, I do think that there is some fat that could be cut away from the movie, but now, as far this as... This movie's toy. What are you talking about? Mm, <laughs> it could have been 10 minutes short. Toy like a tiger. Toy. <laughs> who wants to go next? Let me go, and we. I want to, we should end it with the guy who didn't, who basically just saw the whole movie for the first time. That sounds like a plan. But uh, I'll go good, the memorable soundtrack. I mean, you can still jam these tunes today along with anything else, and you know it's going to take you right back to when you first saw the movie. Uh, bad, like I said, some of the little acting spots from Swayze, but that's just nitpicking. But the ugly is anybody related to Mr. Kellerman. The dick. <laughs> needs to be hit in the dick <laughs> repeatedly with Robbie's dick that they ripped off and hit with the other dicks because they're all dicks. All wow. right. <laughs> that got very dark. graphic. Very graphic. Good for me is the cast, the music, the location. Uh, She's Like the Wind, the song that Patrick Swayze sings is when that when that plays in the movie is also a great time when he's leaving and she thinks she's never going to see him again. Uh, I love that part. And uh, the dance sequence in the, in the dance studio. The bad is Neil is a penis in a suit, and I hate him. <laughs> Just say it, he's um, a dick in a suit. <laughs> and the Kellerman's song at the end is awful. Oh, my God, it's so bad. <laughs> I hate it. I forgot about that. <laughs> the ugly is Lisa's song at the end, because, oh, my God, I don't want to hear her sing that shit ever again. That is also my ugly, I should mention, is oh, Lisa's dude. song. Oh, God. It's brutal. It sounds like a bellowing cow in the middle of a pasture giving birth. I don't know what the fuck <laughs> she's seeing. It's horrible. <laughs> bad. Okay. It is bad. Okay, so that's my ugly. My bad is some of the clunky social commentary stuff, like Johnny's poor me speeches get a little, a little over the top for me, um, even though I like that in the film. Like the, the commentary, uh, and then <clears throat> good is the uh, palpable sexual tension. <laughs> My lord! Yeah. Did you watch this with anybody, Eric, or did you watch it on your own? I watched it with my wife, who loves this movie. Is she glad you finally watched it? She is, good. and I and overall, I enjoyed it. Would you watch it again? Maybe one day. I, I never say I'll never watch it again, but I, I've got a, a, an incredibly long watch list. <laughs> but I'm not going back to this one for a while because I've got s so many movies. To watch. But if it was on TV and you flipped across, would you watch it? Just to if you had the choice of watching this or Jaws for the Revenge, the greatest movie ever made, <laughs> which one are you watching? I would watch this, and I'd watch RoboCop. I, I like all the I like all the dance montage stuff. All the montage scenes are great. Great 80s montage. And it like candidate. 
You brought up something about this movie and we're talking about if baby and uh, Johnny were a thing after this. Like, I think that's why I like the movie La La Land so much Ugh. is because La La Land is kind of the same sort of thing up until the end. In the end, they give you this whole thing of like, no, this is how life actually works. And it kind of yeah. breaks your heart and it does runs you over a few times. Um, and I like that we've gotten to a point in movie making where we're not afraid to show that part of the storytelling now, because you know, this movie ends and everything's all happy, hunky dory. Like you could have had happily ever after ending here with baby and Johnny and never even known the difference. But, um, I like that filmmakers are going down the line of exploring where something like this could have gone, uh, in a movie like La La Land. So I just I'm kind wanted of, to bring I'm kind up. of split on that. I, I, I like that sometimes, and then sometimes I like when something's just isolated, and this is what we see. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you do just want a happy ending. Trust me. Like, there have been we're plenty just, of things you know, I've watched. We're watching, where... Yeah, we're watching a, a, we're watching what happens on this trip this summer. Yeah. Yep. Yep. We don't get to see what else is there. Yeah. So, but some, yeah, I'm kind of, sometimes that's great to get that, what happened, you know? Mm -hmm. How does it all play out at the end, you know? I love the end of Six Feet Under. Yeah, oh, that's one of my favorite series endings. Best yeah. series ending yeah. ever. Yeah, for that reason, you get to see yep. how everything turns out yep. for everybody. And yeah. So rent it, buy it, forget it. Jenny? I want you to <laughs> buy this. Okay. And <laughs> I just haven't gotten to, to say enough about this movie, I don't think. Like this movie. This movie makes me want to dance. Like, for real, to dance. <laughs> I mean, it's That's joy. A, I mean, You've if you've given me joy, grind us out for an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a, you got to own this movie, in my opinion. It's, it's definitely one of those that, you know, indie flick was way better than it had any right to be uh, good actors, good story. Uh, that's kind of something I, I probably should have included in my bad in the good, the bad and the ugly is there is a very compelling story here and people don't like some people disregard this movie because it's dressed up in a way that they're not happy with, or they're not into when it's something like dancing or something that's girly or like a romantic thing. But like, I think there is a very good dramatic story here, just as good as anything you would see in Inception or, or like like Inception has big ideas, but like I'm still roped in to the drama and the story that's going on here as I would be with a movie like that. And well, I, I don't know that a Nolan movie is a great example of, of like <laughs> drama. We have to bring up Nolan. They're or a little Carpenter cold in every. Episode. I mean, they're a little cold, is all I'm saying. His <laughs> right. movies, but I know what you're saying. I, the, yeah. This is more than just a, a girl movie that has a lot of dancing in it and sexy Swayze. Right. Yeah. And I and I kind of wish people could see past that, but a, a lot of people aren't going to go past that surface level thing of it. Um, especially with a, a, a cover like this where it's two people embracing and it's called Dirty Dancing. So I, I think this movie, being the juggernaut it is in pop culture, I still don't think it's respected as much as it probably should be. Well, I mean, you asked me what movie was sexier, this or Ghost. Right. Oh. And I this movie... 
like far. Well, above. I think it was a specific scene. I think it was the 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 cabin scene in this, or the ghost, or the the pottery scene in Ghost. So I was like, those are like that's highly regarded as one of the most romantic scenes in film history. So it's like I see this movie having way more, way better stuff than something like what you see in Ghost. So, would you agree? I concur. I concur. Overall, doctor. sexier. Doctor, certainly. Doctor. <laughs> I mean, I like sexy ghosts too. Don't get me wrong. You like sexy ghosts? Like <laughs> yeah. Uh, did everybody do rent, buy, or leave it, or whatever? Uh, we did, were doing it. We were doing it, and then I got on a tangent. Yeah. So Eric and Jason have not done it yet. So <laughs> I'm, Jason, I'm going to say rent. Okay. I Fair liked enough. it, but you don't feel the need to buy it now. I have it on DVD. Well, if you saw the Blu-ray in a pawn shop for three dollars, would you buy it? Would you upgrade? Maybe. Maybe. Okay. I might upgrade for $3. Yeah. I've, can, I've bought can... far worse for $3. <laughs> if, if, they had, if they had it on sale for two for five, and it was... <laughs> he would get it. You can drop that eighteen ninety nine for the 4K, boy. Whoa. Yeah, that I'm not doing. No. So, Jason? Uh, I would say I could go rent or buy. I, I don't I actually don't own the movie, but I do like Make the movie. Make a decision. Movie. Uh, well, you can rent it or buy it, or you rent it to, and then just keep the tape. What would you do? Uh, oh, rent it and steal it? Yeah, I'm just going to steal it. <laughs> just going to steal it. They all went out of business. I just kept it. Simulate rent it on, later. on my account? But On my credit card? Yeah, on your credit card. But the, the one I do would say buy it is definitely the soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. That is a must. That is a that great with. soundtrack to this movie. Although I'm not the biggest fan of the time of my life song because it's played so much. Dude, I don't think that let's just put it this way. I don't think that's the best song on the soundtrack. I would rather listen to any other song than that one on the soundtrack. Everybody needs to see the daggers coming out of Jenny's eyes toward Josh at this freaking moment. He's dead. He's sleeping outside with the dogs tonight. We also need to comment on the fact the dogs that dogs don't sleep outside. There are, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. The dogs by himself. They wouldn't make it comment the on night. the fact that there are synthesizers in this song, and synthesizers were not in production at the time of this movie. That this movie takes place, so this song is complete and utter bullshit. Sure, yes, it's not period <laughs> specific. Uh, yeah, but we're also watching a fictional film. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, yeah, in the movie A Knight's Tale. Yeah, Queen was not around in the <laughs> Dark Ages or whatever. So. All right, well, that's our conversation about Dirty Dancing. I'm very happy that we did this one and got it in the books because it's something I've definitely had lots of things to say, and I've had fun talking about it tonight. Uh, little news for everyone. We're not doing the Wheel of Movies tonight because we're taking next week off. Um, got a little behind on some things. We're going to try and catch up a little bit, but we will be back with a movie of the week, first week of June, and we're starting our 90s in June. So we're going from the 80s to the 90s, and we're going to start talking about some 90s movies because I think we've only had one movie in the 90s so far that we've talked about on the movie of the week, which Home was Home Alone. Alone. Yeah. Wow. So everything else has been the 80s. I'm kind of eager to start talking about some 90s movies. So we're going to do uh, basically all summer is going to be mostly 90s movies. We're going to throw a couple of other ones in there for you. And we've also got some things cooking in the background as well. Jenny and I may be doing a little TV a couple of little TV episodes for everybody here in the near future, talking about some TV that we like and um, just a few, few new things working in the background and we'll 
fill you in on those as we get going. But we will not have a new show next week. We will be back the first week of June with a movie of the week for you. And we will be talking The Crow. Yes. Very exciting. So I loved this movie when I was younger. I know Jason loved this movie. Um, I we po- still love this movie. I, I recently too, posted you know. it on our page because we just had a anniversary date for that movie. So. so we'll be kicking off talking about some 90s movies with The Crow um, starting that first week of June. And then we'll be talking 90s movies most of the summer. So you have that to look forward to. But until then, we will see you. Be kind. Rewind. Rewind. Bye. Bye. been listening to the vhs files podcast watch a few movies take a few notes if you like what you heard please subscribe and drop us a rating and a review wherever you get your podcast it was fun <laughs> send your questions comments and movie suggestions to vhs files podcast at gmail.com don't you blame the movies follow us on all social media outlets at vhs files podcast Movies don't create psychos. Check out our YouTube channel for more content. Movies make psychos more creative. Thanks for listening. Um, that was the, what stuck out to me when I saw this as a kid was the folding knife and dirty table. Uh, folding way. knife, yeah. Dirty knife. Folding, folding, table. folding table and <laughs> dirty knife. Dirty knife and folding, folding table. table. Please excuse Josh. His mind is broke. <laughs> wet pants, wet pants, wet pants, wet pants. I also want to mention, I know this is the 60s and it goes hand in hand, but the food looks gross at this place. <laughs> <laughs> it's mad. She's got a ball.